This is New York Game Day, presented by Tullamore Dew Irish Whiskey. When it's game time, it's Tully time. Infinity. Discover more about the luxury and performance of an Xfinity QX60 crossover at XfinityUSA.com or visit your local Infinity dealer today. And by the engagement experts at London Jewelers. Visit them at any of their seven locations, including Short Hills, or shop online at LondonJewelers.com. Oh, let's do it. It's New York game day. Ty Butler sitting in today for Anita Marks. We've got Matt Tannebaum. We've got Amani Toomer. New York game day on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Speaking of never ordinary, so Mike Tannebaum's in Foxborough. He's going to be on the call for Jets Patriots uh, to end the regular season. Uh, he's going to be calling the game with Chris Carlin who's in the booth right now, and I, I wanted to hear from him because it's been a long time. New York audience hasn't heard from uh, Chris Carlin. So what's up, Chris? What's going on, Ty? Just getting ready for Mike to be complaining all day about the about the <laughs> fact that the windows are going to be open. So what's going on? There's this spirited conversation about hot chocolate. Like, what's the controversy here? <laughs> I was telling Mike how I'm basically a five-year-old that if I have a hot chocolate instead of a coffee, that the caffeine doesn't do anything for me and the sugar will hop me up and like a five-year-old and then an hour from now i will pass out on the floor here we don't need you passing oh, wow. out because now because now we leave the microphone to just tannebaum and crazy things can oh. happen. but you know so part of me chris you know people that know me i root for chaos i want shenanigans and <laughs> you know i carlin and, and carlin versus joe you guys do an excellent job on the network I came across a take you had this past week, and I'm like, oh, this is perfect. Like, God was blessing us today. So, um, Amani Toomer's in, in Houston. He's a Michigan guy. He's rooting for the Wolverines. Carlin had a take this week that if they win the championship, it's tainted. So, first, let's explain your take, and then I need Amani Toomer's uh, reaction to that. Well, here's the thing, Amani, and how, how do I not look at it that way when we've had a, a situation, first of all, Uh, at the beginning of the year where it's three games that the coach misses because of a recruiting situation that um, it was a self-imposed suspension, hoping that that would just get it over with. And that's not over with. And then later in the year, you have the entire cheating scandal. And we listen, you can distance yourself from things if you want to, but we all understand who's in charge ultimately and who's responsible ultimately. You know, when, when a team doesn't play well, the buck stops with the coach and he'll be the first to say that to try to, you know, deflect from his players. But when you're accused of cheating, it's, oh, no, I didn't know anything about it. And if this guy's doing that, oh, I can tell you a darn thing about it. They didn't coach half the year because he was suspended. How am I supposed to look at this any differently if they win the championship? You asking me? Yeah, if you want to, yeah. (laughs) Uh, I just feel like, I I feel like, do you look at any of Tom Brady's um, championships as tainted? Listen, it's problematic in in the way they won their championships. You can't tell the entire story without all of what happened, whether it's Deflategate, whether it's... What happened with uh, Belichick with taping signals and all that stuff? You can't tell the entire story that without it. Oh, I'm I'm fine with telling the entire story with it, but as long as at the end it says University of Michigan uh, college football national champions, I'm fine with all the other stuff. It's okay. 
Yeah. Not, I don't have a problem with it at all. Yeah. Like, here, 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 here's the way I look at it. They, they would have beaten all those other teams in the Big Ten, whether whatever happened or not. And by the time they played Ohio State, that, that and just for context here, I'm not defending what they did because obviously, mm-hmm. apparently they went over the line. But everyone steals singles. Everyone. This is true. No, this is true. But there were so many people that felt like they went so far over the line that this became an issue because. You're right. It happens all the time. Everybody is trying to get an edge, and I understand that. It's just how far are you going to take it? Yeah, no, that, that, that that's fair. I just think, look, they've beaten Ohio State three years in a row, three-time Big Ten champions, and now, you know, it's – um, look, it's a if they win Monday night, they're the champs. To me, like they've earned it on the field. Yeah, I, I just feel like the old football axiom that nobody wants to talk about is that if you're not cheating, you're not trying. And um, <laughs> that's, that's kind of the way I look at it. It's apropos. Uh, they, they are sitting in that booth in Foxborough. Carlin, uh, you're going to be on this call today. I mean, yeah. what 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 do we <laughs> – what do we look for in this game? You got two bad teams. Both fan bases are actually rooting for losses, but of course, Belichick uh, could be on a way out. So, you give me like your overarching preview uh, of what you're going to be on the call for today. Well, I mean, I think that's the biggest story of all of it, of course, right? I mean, do do Jet fans really care what Trevor Simeon looks like today? It's not going to have anything to impact their future whatsoever. You know, it's getting a look at some of their younger players. Uh, on both sides, but there, there's really one story today, and that is what the future holds for what I think we'd all say uh, is – well, I shouldn't say that, but he's the greatest coach that we've ever known in NFL history uh, when you look at all the wins and all of uh, all of the accomplishments uh, that he's got. Um, certainly, the cynics will point to Tom Brady, and that's more than fair because a lot of the big, um, most of the big uh, achievements were done with him. And um, I can't argue uh, anything about that. But Bill Belichick has always found a way to get the most out of a player. And what I would say I think is the most impressive thing about him is that he doesn't look at a player and think what this guy can't do and focus on that. He looks at a player and says, what can he do and how can I put him in positions to be successful? And that's how so many times they've had, you know, great defenses and and teams that that make plays in the biggest spots on on that side of the ball where they haven't necessarily had some superstars. They've had some really, really good players over the years. But I I can think of a year's – and Mike, I will remember this name. I can remember one year. I think it was around 04 or 05 where they brought Hank Poteet in. Number 22 for University of Pittsburgh, that Hank Poteet? That Hank Poteet. The one that was at the Jets? Yes. And some dumbass GM cut him? <laughs> well, but he was, it's not like he got picked up immediately if memory serves. Yeah, yeah, no, Hank, Hank, Hank did a lot of jobs, though. Like, he yeah. could play, play safety corner. he go to corner, Cleveland after that, right? Play nickel. But, like, I, I, I remember specifically in the postseason, bringing, him bringing him in basically off the street at the time, and he's starting that week. But he didn't put him in a spot where he's going to make big mistakes. He put him in spots where he could be successful and, and where he could make plays for his team. That, to me, has always been the most impressive part of Bill Belichick. Yeah, actually, like that sort of like mindset, guys. Like I could just speak very personally, and, and I'm very biased. He hired me twice, 
And, you know, my first job, I just graduated from law school. And it's like, you're driving people to the airport and then you're studying the salary cap to help me make better decisions. And, like, that was his mindset for all of us. Like, Thomas Dimitrov went on to become a GM of the Atlanta Falcons, took a team of Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. He was the groundskeeper. There were eight future hmm. GMs with the Cleveland Browns and six head coaches. Wow. So let's wow. get to the, to the real meat and potatoes of this, Chris. Uh, how's working with uh, Mike Tannenbaum on a broadcast? High maintenance, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah. if, if things aren't just a certain way, <laughs> it, it's it's going to be a long day. And, 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 and certainly Ooh. not salary cap friendly either. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's what it does. Yeah, exactly. Not toward me, at least. <laughs> well, have a fun call, man. We really do appreciate you hopping on the program. You do an excellent job with Joe Fartenbaugh. Uh, we'll continue to uh, keep, keep it locked on that show. Thanks so much, Chris. Appreciate you, man. All right, Ty. Talk soon. All right, Armani. New York Game Day on 98.7 ESPN, brought to you by Bud Light, the official bear of the NFL. Enjoy responsibly. Ten seconds on the clock. How many things can you name that are always growing? Your relationships. Your skills. Your customer base. How about businesses on Shopify? (laughs) Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage, to the first real life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash network, all lowercase. Go to shopify.com slash network now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash network. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7. ESPN. The bomb is about to be dropped. It's Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week. Ah, uh, you know what time it is. You love it. Mike Tannenbaum is going to give us a bold prediction for a score in one of the games today or something crazy happening. So let's go to Mike. Yep, I'm going to go the New England Patriots 9, the New York Jets nothing in snowy blustery uh, Foxborough, Massachusetts, and what could be Bill Belichick's last game. I think they're going to come out, be the more spirited team, the more competitive team. This this Patriot defense has played really good football, including last week. I think it's a low-scoring game, and I think the Patriots win in honor of Coach Belichick. Bomb of the Week brought to you by Sloman. Amani, how do you feel about this uh, prediction here, this bomb? I like it. I mean, you got the Jets with Trevor Simeon, you got um, snow, so that's going to offset some of their w- wide receiving prowess that they have. Um, man, I, I, if this Patriots defense plays as well as it has been, like Mike is talking about, it's going to be a tough time for the Jets to score any points. Mike, I, I just for you and Carlin's sake, I, I, I'm rooting against that because you nine nothing. You want to sit there for three hours <laughs> and do that? <laughs> Well, we'll be you know having the hot chocolate counter between Chris and I. So wh- whatever that number is, take the over. <laughs> That's Mike the, the, hot, the, the hot chocolate and the uh, extended, very liberal uh, salary cap that they have up there in in, in uh, Foxborough for that that broadcast crew. So I think he'll be all right. Just just to have some fun, just to have some fun, uh, Mike, because you're doing the game with Carlin, and you know the the layup on this station is weight jokes. It, it, do you get that visual when you're hanging out with him that he eats a lot, or is that just you know what people like to say about him? Yeah, no. I, 
Are we fat shaming? Is that what we're doing now? I'm not. Do- I'm just asking. <laughs> I, I'm just asking. I'm, I'm not doing any shaming. It's, it's going around on the station, so I got to get it from the source. Is this true? Oh, he wow. eats a lot. Not, not, not at all. Not at all. <laughs> That's Mike Tannenbaum's Bomb of the Week, brought to you by Slowman. Slowman's has low price home heating oil for all New York football fans. Low prices, zero sacrifices for 100 years. Slowman's has been a staple in home comfort. Call 1 866 OIL DEAL. That's 1 866 OIL DEAL. Before we get to Anita's Locks of the Week, let's go to the phone lines 800 919 3776 and hit Jose in Brooklyn. What's up, Jose? Hey, good uh, good morning, guys. Uh, shout, um, shout out to the company. Definitely wanted to chime in, talk with Amani and Mike T and you, Ty, because you know Amani, I've uh, you know you remember me for shouting you out at the um, Barton Han show as the greatest giant wide receiver ever. Because I do think that oh, yeah. watching <laughs> your career, believe me, as a Jet fan, I was always jealous of you, and I've always wanted you on my team because you were all class, all listening, and when other giant giant people like would pick Ike Leerda. No disrespect to those guys. And, you know, OBJ and, and Palaxico, I just say, look at the numbers, look at the career. It doesn't come, they don't match up. Amani Tumor is definitely there. So as far as, and Mike T, you know me, I'm a Jet fan. And, you know, it, 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 it saddens me to see, you know, after we let you go, this is what's happened. Because I, I, I consider that the direct correlation when we got rid of all those people that were hired from that Bill Parcells, like, you know, tree. And what's happening right now, it sucks. So I'm glad that we, we're, we're finally going to have a requiem to the season. And Ty, don't worry about them if they're, they're in a 9 nothing game. Remember, we, we were both in a rain, in, in the rain at the Meadowlands for a 10 15 game. And, you know, yeah, remember how three. that turned out. Yeah, that was so, an awful game. Uh, so the question I had to ask him, Mike, uh, for, uh, especially for Mike T, because he definitely has the general manager experience and everything. Have you ever been in a situation where you felt like you were, you know, obliged to, you know, fork over $26 million for the Rodgers and friends and, you know, go after Rodgers and, and, and in this type of situation? Like, have you ever seen this type of situation before where, 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 where a team goes all in and it kind of drastically fails like this? Because... It, kind of, it, it, it does remind me of that, you know, Philadelphia Eagles dream team comment where, you know, where J.R. Reed said that, you know, we were going to be as good as good, good as the 86 Bears. And to see this blow up like this, it, 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 it's really a sad thing. So I just wanted to hear your thoughts and have a great one, guys. Thanks. Thanks, Jose. Mike, I believe that question was for you. Yep. Well, first of all, thank you so much, Jose. I really appreciate the comments. And look, you know, Let's give Aaron Rodgers credit from a standpoint. You know, he's done all the right things since he's been a Jet, was in the offseason program, something that was a massive pain point in Green Bay, took a big pay cut, um, nurtured his teammates. So, look, you know, the juxtaposition is, like, you'd like to have him back. He's an all-time great. Their eggs are in his basket. With that said, we talked earlier in the show about, hey, should they be hedging? And absolutely, they really need to because he'll be 41, coming off an Achilles surgery, and – Again, I've been around a lot of great quarterbacks in my career, and they all say the same thing. What ends their career is not their arm but their feet. And we're not going to know until opening day next year when he's, you know, needs to be battle-tested. You know, Can he escape? Can he get away from pressure? And that's why like, it makes sense to bring him back, but I also think it would be responsible to have another high-quality quarterback just in case. 
Yeah, I mean, it's a lot of work to to do this offseason, guys. It, it's the offensive line. You might need up to three starters on that line. You need some uh, explosive weapons, uh, you know, uh, in, alongside Garrett Wilson and Brees Hall. And maybe you can, you know, buffer up uh, the safety position. But there's, there's just a lot uh, going on as far as, like, this team roster construction. Uh, so they need uh, Joe Douglas to be on his A game. They need him to be on his A game. Uh, time now for Locks of the Week brought to you by Corona. So let's do it. Anita usually gives her Locks of the Week. She's off today. So I'll come to you guys and, and, and have some picks uh, for today's slate of games. Let's start in the 4 o'clock window. I, I get this team struggling, and everyone has kind of, you know, eulogized them, writing the obituary, season's over, disappointment. Fans of this team are like, let's entertain firing the head coach. But I think this Philadelphia Eagles team still is very talented. Their defense leaves a lot to be disastered. I mean, they're getting cooked by everybody. Look what Kyler Murray and James Conner did to them last week. But I think it's a big spot for them, not just because they can – you still get the, the number two seed uh, if the commanders pull off the upset. But this is the get-right game. You said it, Amani. The, the, the Giants are the get-right team. They've beaten them 13 of the last 15 times. you got to go into the postseason with some momentum because even if you do end up in that 4-5 matchup, like that team, you're going to be on the road. And all of a sudden, you get two straight great wins. Now you're feeling good heading into San Francisco against a team that's resting or have, will have been resting for 20 days. So I like the Eagles minus four and a half. It looks like Devontae Smith's not going to play dealing with an ankle injury. But I do think they get it done. A lot of points scored in Philadelphia minus four and a half. Your thoughts, guys? Uh, I... So minus four and a half means the, four, the Philadelphia is going to yeah, win they'll, by they'll, four and a half. Yeah, they'll win by at least five points. Okay, um, I don't think I, I, I don't think so because this Eagles team, man, they're giving up a lot of points, and what they put the points they gave up last week to Kyler Murray is startling, and then they gave up twenty some points the week before to the Giants. So the Giants already put up twenty five on them, yeah, and that was all pretty much in the second half with when um, when when Tyrod Taylor was was thrust back into the lineup um i think this this eagles team has their hands full five and a half i think that's five four and a half i, I think i'd take that bet i think i'd take that bet versus the giants i think the giants are gonna be it's gonna be a much closer game mike you think the uh the giants keep it close in this one i i do i think it's a high scoring game i like the eagles i think they're still as you said, a very talented team I think they just have to outscore player uh, teams. You know, their defense just isn't playing good. I think that could happen. So, you know, my expectations are that this is going to be a high-scoring game. I like the Commanders plus 13. I don't think they win. Uh, Dallas is coming off of uh, that controversial victory over the Lions. Hey, guys, and guys, I have breaking news. We have another overpaid and underwork ESPN broadcaster. Bob, Bob with Shusen has just oh, joined the wow. party. Bob oh, Bob with Shusen. Hey, Bob. Uh, wait, wait, hold on a second. Oh, we got to get Bob on the program. This is funny. We got Carlin. Now we got hey, Bob with Susan. Oh, Bob, what's up, man? Voice what's of the up, New Bob? York Jets on the, on the program. Apparently, Mike Tannenbaum has, like, superhuman hearing. I can't even hear you guys. I got to turn this up. Oh, His ears and drums have not been damaged from years of screaming into a microphone. How are you? Hey, Bob, what's going on, okay. man? Ty Butler, you, you, Amani Toomer on New York game day. It's good to talk to you. I'm glad to be here. So, I mean, calling the, we just spoke to Carlin, who's going to be doing the game nationally. I mean, it's not yeah, a lot. I said I'm glad to be here, and everyone in the booth started to laugh. 
Why is that? Oh, because of, of, the, of the game. Uh, <laughs> Foxborough last week of the season, sideways snowstorm. I guess maybe I'm not that glad to be here. Is there a such thing as one, two, three Cancun for announcers too, or is that just the player? <laughs> if there was, I would try it. <laughs> Well, you got two te- uh, two fan bases that d- don't know what they want, and they're probably closer to wanting losses because of draft positioning. The Jets and Patriots both stink. So uh, I guess today is more about it possibly being Belichick's final game in New England. The Jets have lost 15 straight. Like, what do you go into this thing, uh, to, to this game thinking about? I go into this game thinking about whether or not they can break that streak. But that's just mm. me, right? Like, <laughs> I would love for them to win this game and get that box checked and that not be a story going into next year as I'm sure Mike T will tell you right I mean I know fans want a draft choice the players the coaches want to win they work no one has any idea how many man hours go into getting ready for these games and when you see a coach in a post-game press conference at the podium looking the way they look when a team loses by a field goal at the gun it, it really is because like we go to our jobs every day and we're with our families. And then on Sunday, we sit down, we watch a football game. And it is our leisure time, and we're fans. And that's what fans are supposed to do. It's supposed to be fun for you. But it is a totally different universe for the guys that from Monday morning until Sunday morning are doing nothing but preparing for these games. They're, they're Like, losing to worry about a draft choice is not even part of their universe. And so, you know, I, and there are a lot of people that, I mean, I see – at least in my little slice of the week when I'm around them, how hard they're working. So I would love for them to break this streak and win this game today. But, you know, and I think we've also seen the top of the draft doesn't really guarantee you anything. There's going to be a good player available whenever the Jets draft. And if Aaron Rodgers is healthy and comes back next year and is ready to go, the, the entire script for this organization will be flipped. And it won't have anything to do with whether they won or lost today. So I, I hope they break the streak today, and I hope that the investment that they put into all weekend ready for this game pays off. I was just going to ask you, uh, Jet fans listening to this program, if you were to sell them on why they should be encouraged, because a lot of people, I mean, let's be honest, they're down on Douglas, they're down on Salah, Rodgers has turned them off. So if you were to sell them on what they should be encouraged about going forward, uh, what would that be? That if you went through the schedule game by game, and honestly said, if they had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback in that game, what would the result be? They would be a 10-win team today. Mm. They would be. And any, anybody objectively, if you look at – you're certainly not going to take any games that they won away, right? Like any mm-hmm. game that they won, if they had Aaron Rodgers, they would have won by more. So let's go as the jumping-off point of they have at minimum six wins on the board – Now you go back and look at the games they lost and how many of those games their defense held them in there, held them in there, held them in there, and gave them every opportunity to win, and they would have won their fair share of those if they had had Aaron Rodgers at quarterback. So to me, like, and if they were a 10-win team today, no one would think that Joe Douglas was a bad general manager. No one would think that Robert Sala was a bad head coach. So the same people that are yelling and screaming – the coach and the GM are doing a lousy job, objectively would also say if Aaron Rodgers were healthy, this would probably be their record. If this were their record, we would say those guys did a good job. So, I mean, to me, it's just A plus B equals C. It's that simple. Four plays into the season, everything that their year was built around changed. And the other narrative that I hate, and I've heard it over and over and over again, is that they did a bad job planning for this at backup quarterback. Well, first of all, 
like Zach Wilson was already on the books as like a $9 million player. If you get rid of him, what's the cap hit then? So now you want to bring another quarterback in at whatever the price tag was to be an insurance policy for Aaron Rodgers getting hurt four plays into the season. And the other one that I've heard over and over again is look at like all these other teams and all their success with their backup quarterbacks. By and large, the teams that have had to go to backup quarterbacks this season not only had their starter for a chunk of the season, the Jets had their starter for four plays, but a lot of them have a worse record than the Jets have right now. The Jets are 5-7 and seven in games that Zach Wilson either started or played a fair amount. So, you know, I think so much of what they have gone through this season has been kind of a week-by-week narrative rather than looking at the larger picture. You look at the larger picture, Aaron Rodgers is healthy all year, and if he comes back and he's healthy next year, there's no reason to think that they're not good enough, with, especially with the defense that they have, to be a playoff team. And so if, if I were a Jet fan, that would be what I would hang on to, regardless of the outcome of today's game. Well, well let's talk about let's let's talk about that defense that they have. Um, they have been underperforming, to, to just say the least. Do you think that um, maybe take aside the Aaron Rodgers, um, him being injured? You think this defense would have performed better because they did not live up to the expectations of them. They said they were going to be the eighty-five Bears. They didn't even come close. Yeah, I, um, I the would red say... zone, third down, not very good at all. Yeah, I, I would say not – Not look, obviously, you know, you're right. One guy said that they were going to be the 85 Bears. I'm not sure if the entire defense came out and said we're going to be the 85 Bears. But having said that – Nobody said – nobody said – nobody nobody, nobody stopped them. Nobody said, hey, no, hey right. wait, hold on, we got games to play. You're 100% right. If you go back and watch their games again, game by game yes. throughout the season, yes. their defense uh-huh. 100,000% this year did their job. 100,000%. Bottom line, like their defense is good. Their defense keeps them in games and kept them in games over and over and over again. At some point, there will be a will that gets broken when a defense gets stop after stop after stop and the offense can't move the ball. And the minute the defense gives up a touchdown, there's this feeling on the sideline of, boys, the game's probably over because we're having a tough time just getting across the 50-yard line. And that was just the reality of what the defense dealt with all season. So I think the defense, like if you next year – Take this exact – now, obviously, there will be changes. There always are. But if you gave me a chance to take this exact same defense they've got right now, take the same 20 guys or so, and go into next year, and and I get to swing with that group, I would swing with this group again without hesitation. Well, that voice you guys just heard, Bob Wachus, and that great voice, going to be on the call today. Jets, Patriots, in the New England final day of the regular season. Him and Marty Lyons will get you cooking for the Jets game. And then, of course, you'll have the intro of Dan Grassa and Greg Buttle. Uh, that pregame getting you started at 11 o'clock. So thanks so much, Bob. Really appreciate you joining the show. You got it, guys. I'll give the headset back to Mike T. He called me underpaid, and they gave me the headset and took the segment <laughs> off. So it's a brilliant move by the Thank you to Bob Wachusen. Just to put a uh, bow on this segment, uh, I like the commanders in this game plus 13. Dallas wins it, uh, but three and five on the road. There are three road wins at Chargers, Panthers, Giants, and then Dolphins plus two and a half. I, I, I think they win this game outright tonight. We'll get more into that game and then, you know, look at some of the other ones on the slate. Giants, Eagles, Jets, Patriots. Still a whole lot to do on this program. That was Locks of the Week brought to you by Corona. Corona, an official cerveza of the New York Jets. New York game day on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bud Light, the official bear of the NFL. 
You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. New York game day on 98.7 ESPN brought to you by Bet365. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. Amani, I want to direct this question to you. Mm-hmm. Growing up, there's a slang term. I don't know if you're familiar familiar with it, but it's it's called you know, catching a jooks. And I wanted to look it up on Urban Dictionary just because I want to know how to properly define it. But when you catch a jooks on someone, it means that you, you catch them slipping and you rob them. And what, what I find so interesting is that I feel like Mike Tannenbaum's doing that to us today. Because he, he, he's, he's handing the headset off to all these guests, taking segments off. Now, is that just because he doesn't want to hang out with us today? Or, he, or is he, does he really feel like, you know, that, that's, that's what the situation calls for? <laughs> I take it offensively. Oh, I, Anita's not here, substitute teacher. I'm just going to you know, do my own thing. That's what I think Mike Tannenbaum is doing to us today. He doesn't want to be here with us, Amani. Yes? You hear me? Yeah, I hear you. Yeah, I don't, I don't think he wants to hang out with us today. He keeps handing the headset up. And we love Chris, <laughs> love Bob, but Mike's got no interest in being on this show today. Mike, what's going on with you? I don't yeah, know. I don't just, know what's going on. I just, I, I, I kind of felt that too. I didn't want to say it, but now that you bring it up, <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be me, you, and him. We were going to be puff, puff, pass. Now it's like, okay, we're giving it off to everybody else. Everybody. Now it's, uh, <laughs> we're not yeah, good enough. You know, that's what a good GM does. I delegate. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, when you put your timesheet in, do you like put in for the lunch, the, the multiple lunch breaks? Without question, and, and, and per diem, without question, Ty. <laughs> <laughs> We're having a good time today. I want to throw a couple of uh, news nuggets at you guys. So uh, apparently Jeremy Fowler is saying that there's some steam to uh, Jim Harbaugh going to Los Angeles to, to join the Chargers. Thoughts on that, guys? Why would he go there and be a, a – uh, he's the head guy. Like, why would he go to the Chargers and – are they going to fire their head coach? I mean – well, they they fired their head coach Brandon Staley, so they've got. Oh, that's right, that's right. Well, I'm thinking, I'm thinking of the Rams. I don't I'm of the Rams. Yeah, the Chargers. I, I thought he was going to go with the Rams. The Chargers. I mean, you got the quarterback um, in place. You've got some some pieces on that roster. Um, I don't know. I think the NFL knows about Harbaugh, and they know that like he's good for like three or four years, five years, and then he wears on you. The Niners loved him. They had to ended up letting him go, and you know he went to the, went to. Um, you know, he went went on to Michigan, but still, I think I don't know if he really resonates with the pros as much as he'll resonate with college players. You like that fit, uh, Mike, with uh, the Chargers for for Jim Harbaugh if he bolts? Yeah, look, I'm a big fan of Jim Harbaugh. Like, I think the way you measure quarterbacks is have they gotten better? Have players gotten better? And you go back to University of San Diego, they've gotten better, and you know, obviously, you got a quarterback in Justin Herbert, so. Um, I think Jim's going to have a lot of you know, well-deserved opportunities, including the Chargers. Let me throw this at you guys, and I'll start with you, Mike. Uh, Dallas flames out early in the playoffs. Let's just say they get bounced in round one. They decide to fire McCarthy. Belichick traded to the Cowboys? What say you? Wow, you do love chaos. What say you guys? Oh, um... I don't think I don't think that'll work. I mean, we saw what happened with Jerry Jones. Bill Belichick is going to want and um, with um, Jimmy Johnson, uh, Jimmy Johnson, and also with uh, 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 Parcells. 
So this is Jerry Jones is an owner who wants to win, but he wants to win it the New York way. He wants to win it his way. And um, I just don't see those two personalities getting along for that long, for a long period, for, for any well, period of time. It wouldn't be long. You would have to think that he's been humbled and he, you know, he made good with Jimmy Johnson and now Belichick, you know, what's Belichick in his seventies now going to get that record. And, you know, you've got a team in place. Mike, would you like that fit? I, I know it's like, you know, crazy uh, to envision, but would that be a good fit for you? You know, if, if he goes anyplace else, guys, like I, I always felt like it would be Washington, um, so his father, Steve Belichick, was part of the organization of the, the Navy football for over like 45 years. Um, and I always felt like if he ever went anyplace else, that's where he would go. Oh, okay. Uh, quickly, who's your MVP? I think it's Lamar. Is there a debate? Is there anybody else you got out there for the MVP? No, that's mine. I don't. I, yeah. I mean, you, you, you got the, the number one seed, right? So you've had the best season. You're the best player on that team, and you're the you're the number one seed in the AFC, which is a more competitive division. I think it's definitely without a choice. It's got to be. Um, I mean, I don't think there's anybody else you can put in there without doing some mental gymnastics. Uh, Coach of the year, St- uh, Kevin Stefanski's got a great case and probably is going to win it. Eleven and five, fourth quarterback, uh, the Browns, five seed. Uh, but I mean. D'Amico Ryans, uh, the the job he did with Houston, and if, if Jacksonville loses today, they win that division. Any love for D'Amico Ryans in the uh, Coach of the Year conversation? Look, I think he's done a great job, but I, I think clearly the Coach of the Year is Kevin Stefanski. They, they had four quarterbacks, and I know that you know Bob Wischusen took the microphone and uh, was bloviating and filibustering <laughs> on behalf of the New York Jets, but you know at some point you know your record is what your record is, and Kevin Stefanski has done a great job. All right, how about this? I'll hit you with this before we hit the break. Most disappointing team in the NFL. I think that if if Jacksonville wins and Buffalo loses tonight, which means the Bills are out of the playoffs, that's the most disappointing team in the league. But right now I think it has to be either the Jets or the Chargers. What say you guys? Ooh. I would say ooh, I would say the I would say the Jets just because they had Super Bowl aspirations and they were legitimate Super Bowl aspirations and them to be out of the playoffs as early as they were out of the playoffs. um, You know, they've done, they've made a whole bunch of short term decisions for this season in in, in having Aaron Rodgers kind of, you know, pick his teammates and for them to be so bad. I think it's definitely, Definitely, without question, the New York Jets, because everybody was super excited, including me. Yeah, and under the doctrine of reciprocity, by far the most disappointing team to me is the New York Giants. You know, it started in the offseason where they paid the wrong guy. They paid Daniel Jones and not Saquon Barkley. And, you know, the irony is, like, they say it has to do with, like, injuries and durability. And Daniel Jones has never been durable. And yet, you know, Saquon Barkley, to me, is their best player, their best person. And I think things really started to go wrong from that decision. And you look at the offensive line, who they acquired, um, any of the goodwill that was sort of like engendered last year to me was lost this year with the New York Giants. Well, there you have it. Uh, New York game day, Ty Butler in for Anita Marks. We've got Mike Tannenbaum, Amani Toomer coming back for one more segment before we pass the baton 
over to the Jets countdown to kickoff pregame show with our guys Dan Grassa and Greg Butto. You've got the Jets and the Patriots coming at 1 o'clock. Final game of the season in Foxborough against the Patriots. You're listening to Anita Marks on 98.7 ESPN. Time now for Fantasy Focus, brought to you by the Mohegan Sun Casinos.com. App just going to throw some players out there for you. Uh, I like Darius Slayton in this game today against a, an Eagles secondary that's been getting cooked. Maybe play Saquon Barkley. CD, Dak, and Brandon Cooks I all love against that Washington Commanders defense. And, of course, Justin Jefferson has been carving up the Lions all throughout his career. Maybe play the, the uh, Patriots and Jets defenses because that's going to be a very low-scoring game. Could have a ton of turnovers. That was Fantasy Focus brought to you by Mohegan Sun Casino.com app. Play Mohegan. Your favorite casino games now in the palm of your hand. Visit Mohegan Sun Casino.com. Must be 21 or older to play. Help is available for... Gambling problem, people, uh, call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Let's go to our score predictions. Let's start with you, Amani Toomer. What do you got for Jets Patriots today? I got uh, 14 to 6. 14 to 6, Patriots. Yikes. So it'll be a 16-game losing streak for the Jets against the Pats. And Mike, you're rolling with what, 9 nothing. you said earlier today? Yeah, the, uh, it is blustery conditions here, and despite Chris Carlin insisting that he liked to have the windows closed, we're going to have the windows open. It adds to the authenticity of the broadcast. I like the Patriots 9 nothing. what could be you know, the last game of the legendary head coach, Bill Belichick. Uh, yep, that's going to be the biggest storyline coming out of this game. Let's go to uh, the Giants. They will be hosting the Eagles in this game today. Philadelphia needs a win. They could get the number two seed. Uh, what do you got there, Amani, for this game? I got 35-21 Eagles. Why does Amani oh. sound like he's in a submersible? What happened to his connection? <laughs> <laughs> he, like, what's going on here? I, I know he's in Houston. I, I don't but... know. My, 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 I had headphones. They went out. I had the phone. It went out. It's just, you know. I'm playing. I'm playing hurt. I'm playing like the Jets. I'm just trying to get get through this last segment, get through this oh. last game, and hopefully, hopefully, off season next week it'll be a lot better. Uh, the Jets, who somehow have a better record than the Giants, that's a uh, ill ill time joke. What do you got, uh, Mike? As far as Giants Eagles in this game today? Well, first of all, that's breaking news that should be on the crawl on every media outlet in the country that Amani Toomer has not picked the New York Giants for the first time since <laughs> 1971. <laughs> So uh, I'm going to go with the Eagles, but I think it's a high-scoring game. I'm going to go 31-27 Eagles uh, over the Giants. I think the Eagles' defense has struggled, like everyone else said, but they can still score. I think the I think the Giants will play hard for Brian Dayball, and I think it's going to be the juxtaposition about what we're going to see here in Foxborough. I think we're going to see low scoring here, but down the road, I, I think the Eagle-Giant game is going to be a high-scoring game. I need a quick one for you guys here. Bills Dolphins winner gets the AFC East crown number two seed. Uh, what do you got, Amani, in this game? I got the Dolphins. Um, score would be it's gonna be snowy. It's uh, twenty-four to seventeen. Twenty-four seventeen. For the first, I, I can't remember the last time it snowed in Miami, but that'll be interesting to watch tonight. What do you got, my? Uh, what oh, do you got, I thought Mike? it was in Buffalo. <laughs> no, it doesn't matter. Still, same score. 
What do you got, Mike? Yeah, I, I had Miami winning by a field goal the other day, but you know now the reports are Raheem Mostert and Jalen Waddle are both going to miss it. I'm going to go yeah. Miami, but boy, guys, this game is razor thin. I got Miami maybe 22-21, but boy, you know, um, no Waddle, no Mostert. That, that's going to be uh, – and, and here's the other X factor, guys. If Jacksonville wins today – then Buffalo is in a win-and-in situation. Yep. So, right, that's going to be um, something else to keep an eye on. Yeah, no Bradley Chubb as well. He got hurt last week. So that defense for the Dolphins is reeling. Bill's looking to get into the playoffs. Like you said, Jacksonville wins this game today, and then the Bills are playing for the two-seed or out of the playoffs completely. Dolphins already in, but uh, still a chance to win that division. That'll do it for New York game day. Uh, shout out to Mike Tannenbaum. He's got the call for Jets Patriots on, on the network. So have a good game, Mike. Yeah, thanks so much. And uh, we're going to have to list Chris Carlin as questionable right now because he's really upset that the uh, the windows are going to have to be open. So I, I may be uh, monosyllabic here or whatever that may the uh, the term is. And we'll talk to you. We'll talk to you later, man. We'll talk to you later, Amani Tumor. That's New York Game Day. Uh, appreciate Tom Bauer. Appreciate Joe Leo. We are passing the baton to Jets Countdown to kickoff. Dan Grassa, Greg Bodo coming your way right now on 98.7 ESPN.